standing in my power, I'm standing in my authenticity, and my intention is this, this serves my highest good and the highest good for all. And that is what being brave and being courageous means to me. It's just like, it's making the tough decisions that ultimately serve you because you know your happiness is, has to be your first priority not somebody else's happiness like because you are the longest relationship you'll ever have so why are you putting people above yourself you're listening to christy unedited the podcast and i'm your host christy gray Christy Unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation, and it always will be, but it's become so much more than that. Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Hi gorgeous and welcome to this week's episode and this week we have a beautiful episode with the most amazing person and it is my friend Anna. Anna is an astrologer, tarot reader and she's a holistic counsellor and I've known Anna for a number of years which we dive into at the beginning of this episode but I will know that just from you tuning into this episode, that you will feel so connected to her special soul. She has been on quite a journey, which we dive into into this episode. But what I've loved so much is about how much Anna has surrendered over the last 15 months, you could say. And she has really taken a leap to prioritize her happiness, um, really leaned into self-awareness of who she is and what she wants, and also letting go and just trusting the process and she had planned in 2020 to take a three-month sabbatical which was extended to 15 months and it was absolutely what she needed and she's learned so much about herself throughout this process and she also has found all these incredible modalities that have helped to get her through her dark times and in turn she now helps others that need the same support guidance and advice so I I just wanted to say a really big thank you to Anna for not only sharing your wisdom with all of us in this episode, for being such a special friend. And without further ado, enjoy this episode. So I'm with Anna today and we have been sitting down for what? How long now? Oh, what is the time? Oh, nearly an an hour and a half. <gasps> time flies and you're having fun. I know. And every so time good. I catch up with you, it's like we just have these really soul enriching chats. And I remember the first time I connected with you as well, we had a connection, but I think because we've been on quite similar journeys, mm, yeah. that our conversations have morphed and evolved. And it's just been so nice. I just love chatting to you. Oh my God, same here. Like it's just. That fated connection, yeah. right, like all those years ago, it just, and it's just blossomed, like year by year. Yeah, because when was the first time we met? Would have been 2017. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. It was like a year before I left Sephora. Yeah, so I, I think we met officially, like, I, I know we met at the Christmas party, um... 
but it was just in passing and then I think in the January I think there must have been some training or something going on and yeah that's when we met yeah and we just clicked I know just clicked I know because I remember when I used to come and see you when you were still in store and like I would always just be wanting to have a chat to you and our chats would turn into like half an hour and we're like working and (laughs) we were always talking about something though like it was always about growth and expansion whether it was about what was happening in my life or your life or you know the business and I just loved that like I think people when they're innately curious And like you just get these beautiful connections with some people in your life where you almost expand each other and you can just keep, you keep building on the conversation. And I think we lost a lot of that in 2020. And I found that, you know, there's been a lot of shifts within my relationships. I was sharing that with um, Anna before we hit record today. And I know that you've felt the same too. And, you know, I think that We've been so isolated over the last year. And so to have those connections with people when you do have them, like, oh, it's magic, baby. So good. And especially when you're on, like, the same level of consciousness as well. Yeah. It's just, like, you can go really deep, but then also you can go without talking for a while and then just literally pick up where you left. Yeah. Um, And I think those types of relationships, like we were talking about, like, they stand the test of time. Yeah. Like having that in alignment. Yeah. Absolutely in alignment. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said for alignment, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And, uh, you know, getting into alignment, staying in alignment. But, you know, it's also when you fall out of alignment, it's the journey of getting back there. The clarity that you gain, it's all meant to be. Yeah. All in flow. Yeah. Do you know what? I think... And I'd love your thoughts on this too. I think since um, finding astrology and integrating it into my life, there's definitely been more, not just validation as to who I am and the path that I'm taking, but there's a lot more trust from my perspective. Do you feel that too? Oh my gosh, absolutely. I think like what astrology does is it provides this level of self-awareness and it gives you like so much context as to who you are. And it's like, Oh, that just makes sense. And it's it's something that has been in our history for thousands of years. Like, it's not just something that has just come because of pop culture. And to know that, that there is so much behind it, it just literally gives you that validation. And yeah. then you're like, wow, no, that, that's me. And therefore, it just creates this trust. And I think it's because self-awareness is so liberating and when you are open you have faith more like it it just yeah it's like it's so linked together Mm. which I just I love I mean Mm. you know I love it and we both love it so much because it's literally what we talk about all the time and we could talk about it underwater and that's how you know you know like it's it's, we've been doing this for many lifetimes that's for sure yeah, I, I absolutely would agree with that. Yeah. It's taken me a long time, I think, in this lifetime, though, to really reconcile with the fact that it's a part of my journey or yes. dest- or, or destiny, as yes. you like to call it, North Star. Yeah. Um, and I definitely have had this, like, deep appreciation and also surrender mm. to astrology this year specifically. It was yeah. really interesting because, um, and I've shared this on the pod as well, like, 
it was such a big part of my business in 2020, but I still was like almost second guessing my abilities Mm -hmm. or if that was really the path that I was meant to be taking. And I was like, no, Christy, you like talk about astrology 24 seven. It's something that you're always researching. You're talking about it with other people. You're always looking at charts. Like, I think it's because it comes so naturally. I was just about to say that we actually take it for granted. Yeah. And it's almost like, but it is easy. So, and I think because we've been conditioned, hard work gets the result. Absolutely not. You do not have to work hard. Mm. You just have to be in alignment, be in flow, and then it literally all falls into place. Um, But I'm like you. I... And uh, always working around self doubt, especially around this, and I also think because it's alternative, right? Mm. It's been like we're conditioned by society to have like a nine to five corporate job, and like this is so out of the norm. So it's like surrendering to that as well, on top of coming to terms with saying, introducing yourself, I'm an astrologer. Yeah, oh my that God. is so. Like, it's hard to do. And it's like, but why not, though? I am. Yeah. And I, you know, and I'm always like, oh, I'm I'm studying astrology. And Karen's like, no, you're an astrologer. And it's literally a limiting belief to actually standing in your power. Oh, totally. Like, the two are just so, like, I'm I'm studying, which kind of says, oh, I'm not ready yet. Mm. And it's almost like, a self-protection mode as well. Oh, yeah, like, totally. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm not. I'm just learning, so it's okay. But actually, no. Like, when I think about it, it comes so naturally, and I'm so passionate about it, and I love learning about it. No. Like, I could just... I mean, I was self-directed learning for a couple of years before I actually decided. Oh, and totally. 2020, it was like 2020. It was like, no, this is so, like, my intended path. Um... I'm going to make it happen. And I actually manifested at the start of 2020 in January. Um, I wanted mentors. I wanted, um, and I literally had two come to me. And Narelle was one of them, which is our astrology tutor. And it's just, it's serendipitous as well, like how I got guided towards her too. So serendipitous. Like from you, but also from my, another astrology teacher who like, put Narelle at the top of her list that she, you know, it was just, yeah, it was so fated. So, Mm. yeah, no, it's coming back to the faith question. It's like once you, once you tap into that and and have that liberation, it like opens that space to be like, there is so much more to life and that birth chart. And it's just like, it just unlocks that trust, like that, you know, like the transits are happening and what's happened previous years with those particular transits and yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. Especially when your manifestations come through as well. Yeah. It's such a big faith. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm on the right path. Yeah. You know? It just, yeah, I, it's a balance though. It's a balance surrendering to your faith and having let go mm. and let God as they say. Yeah. Mm. it's like one of the hardest things to do I think like 
prior to 2020 it wasn't Mm. but 2020 was such a surrender for everybody in so many different ways whether it was like you know surrendering to our freedom or what our perceived freedom looks like and and you know really reconstructing what life needs to look like we needed to go through that but I think that um it's been yeah it's just been something uh challenging to reconcile with yeah and I think we're still like astrologically speaking you know we've still got so much happening this year and moving forward yeah. it's like the work ain't done yet sister yes. <laughs> I know I know and maybe we get a little bit of a, a reprieve with Jupiter moving into Pisces but yeah, but for what, two, two weeks. weeks? Oh, two weeks. Well, no, no, meaning we've only got, uh, what, it's a week till Mercury goes retrograde? Oh, my gosh, yeah. no. And I then know. we've got eclipse season starting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm loving this week right now, right, where we've got, like, Jupiter's, like, just moved into Pisces. But it's like, we're going to need it yes, for absolutely. Mercury retrograde. To kind of just, with that Piscean kind of just letting go and just know. trusting and yeah. just... I love always the cycles of everything because it's almost like everything builds upon everything else and so it's just so cyclic and so it's almost like the universe gives you so many ample opportunities to course correct whether it's with transits or whether it's with the cycles collectively and I kind of love that because we're always given an opportunity to grow and expand. It like preps you Mm. for the actual point that it like you know when that transit you know like it hits exact on like a natal planet or something yeah. like that and it's like prepping you there's a lot, a lot of preparation and like you said it gives you the opportunity to pivot yeah and just uh, always leading you on the right path yeah totally and I want to I want to loop back to that because I know you um, have had so much preparation in the lead up to where you're at now but before we even dive into that I wanted to ask you a question which was what I was meant to start the podcast with which was and totally forgot because this is what happens when we get to know we like just keep chatting and riffing and going on these great tangents which I love and we're also in person and we I haven't recorded a pod in person which feels like forever um, but like can you share something with us something that you've learned lately Oh, yes. Okay, so a couple of things. Um, Had this conversation and uh, very different opposing views. And I was quite, um, like, heated and really kind of... It opened up, like, a lot of wounds of, like, not feeling smart enough and... um, Am I able to support my argument without particular people in my life that I would go to for approval and validation? And I was just so, like, upset with myself that I didn't feel like I I articulated it in a way that I wanted to articulate it in. And, like, one thing that came out from it was what is your... You've got to let go of your attachment to being right. And it's such, it just hit me and it was like, oh, what a light bulb moment. Like, one, first of all, I, people take in information at that level of consciousness. And so, also, there is no right and there is no wrong. It's just the labels that we put on it and that's 
condition from society and all that kind of stuff. It stems really, really deep. Um, but the attachment to being right, because what does that do? That validates that I'm smart enough, that I'm intelligent enough, that I can articulate. And it's actually like, no, you know all of that within you. You don't need that external validation. And it's like surrendering to like not needing people to know that you are right. Mm. And so that's one thing that I definitely learnt. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like your attachment to being right. So like when you are like having a conversation with somebody and you can feel like you are you know, being triggered or agitated or something is, like, moving up in you, obviously it's coming up for a reason and it's shining a light on something. It's, like, mirroring back to you. Um, but really kind of navigate around your attachment to being right. Like, what does that actually prove? Because if you know that you're right, like, that should be the Enough. external validation mm. that you need instead of seeking it from somebody mm. else for an approval. Mm. really mm. because you you know it's right yeah um i've got a question for you on that because i'd love your thoughts i was only talking to my friend about this the other day because we were talking about something similar not the same mm. but similar situation and i turned around and i said well i've really started to question if everyone acts as a mirror for you i think some people act as mirrors mm -hmm. because they help you to maybe seek a new perspective or there's this opportunity for you to even maybe have your own light bulb moments. But I also then said in the same breath, I think some people are just dicks. Mm, absolutely. And it's like they're here to really, like, as you kind of said, right, totally. sometimes you're just not going to get yeah. what you want from them. So it's like, yeah. well, what's the point? Yeah, no, no. And I think, but I think when you're at that level that you can actually discern between the two. Mm. That makes sense. You know, because I think when you come down to self self awareness again, like when you you look at it, you're like, nah, they're just being a dick. You know, like or actually, I'm getting nowhere with this. They're not actually open to my point of view. Yeah. Or they're literally bulldozing. It's just not the right fit. And from that conversation, like I learned two things. I was like, my attachment to being right is not linked to my self-value and my self-worth. And the other one is that thank you so much to the other person for showing me that we are not in alignment. And that is not the types of conversations and people that I am calling in. Mm. Now, there's and there's a balance, right? Because those you, you want to be open to other people's point of views because then you are on the line of being righteous. Like, my opinion is the only opinion, blah, blah, blah. No, not the case. Um, but it has to be reciprocated because absolutely open to their point of view, but they need to be open to your point of view as well. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and I really feel like you can discern between the two. Yeah, because that's how you grow. Like, you grow by having those difficult conversations, but you can also discern when someone's bulldozing you and not actually listening, and it's like... I don't align with that. Like, I am totally open to having a, a, a deep conversation and, and seeing your views and coming at it from a place of compassion. Um, but, yeah, discerning between the two, that's yeah. the trick. That's yeah. the trick. Because, yeah, because some people are just dicks and you can read it from a mile oh. away. And it's like, uh, no, you're, you're, you're just speaking at me. You're not speaking to me. 
Yeah, and I think some people are so fixated on their own belief systems as well. Oh, absolutely. That they can't seek another perspective. Because I do like to wear, like, like play devil's advocate a lot sometimes with some of my relationships. <laughs> um, put that black hat on. Yeah. Like, but it's not to be a dick. It's more to challenge the status quo. It's like... Because I think some people get so fixated on what they think is a truth. And I always say, like, nothing is a truth. Like, sure, I can share my perspective on something or what I believe, but that's also based on my internal world and external world, which is also not right. And I love this. Like, it's almost like... um, I love being able to see something for what it is, but also then challenge it from a completely different angle. Absolutely. And I mean, my moon is in Libra, right? So I'm all about fairness and justice, but I'm also about balance and harmony. Yeah. So that's why I definitely worked on it and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, more the discerning of like the types of conversations and the the alignment of you and that person. Yeah, beautiful. That's amazing for your Aries son as well. Yes. That's like you nailing high vibrational state. (laughs) Like nailing it. Yeah. Which is amazing. And and son in the 11th as well. So groups and stuff. So like, just, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, yeah, I I feel like I'm definitely open and I love having deep and meaningfuls. Like, it's just my jam. Like, I just oh want to... Gemini rising. Yeah. Mars and Gemini in the first. Like, I just want to learn everything. I'm so curious about everything. Um, but with that fairness and balance aspect to it mm. as well, it's like, yeah, no, you can have your say, but you also need to, yeah, be open-minded as well to, like, what others have to say. And I think as, like, a person of colour as well, mm. like, my experiences are so are different to, to yours and as a female as well. Yeah, like, totally. And and I recognise my privileges mm. um, as a person of colour, you know, having a Caucasian mum. But it's also like, yeah, being in alignment with people and having those types of conversations is just discerning whether they are being a dick or they're actually mm. open to, to what you have to say. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was talking – we were talking offline before we hit record. Um, when you were sharing, like, some insights with, like, based on your grandfather as well, yeah. I was just like, no. oh, my God. Because I am. I'm a person of privilege. I'm a white woman yeah. who has blonde hair. Yeah, like, absolutely. doesn't get more privileged yeah, than no, that. Totally. And I also just – I don't understand sometimes, like – I, I just, I always can't comprehend it, yeah. but it's also a reality, and for a long time, I was really ignorant, mm-hmm. and because you only know what you know, oh, absolutely. and I think the um, most eye-opening thing for me um, was that when I had my friend Sam on the podcast really early when Christiane edited started. I loved that episode, by the way. Oh. I loved it. So Samantha's good. amazing. She was divine. I she's a Libra. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh my goodness. I really want to have her on the podcast again, but I also know like she has so much going on in her life and what she's doing for like social justice yes. and you know, um people that are underprivileged and there's just mm-hmm. so many layers to that. Um but she's such a beautiful soul and that was a real turning point for me in my life because I went into that episode with curiosity. Because that was like the first, I think that was like one of the very first episodes I recorded for the podcast. Yeah, I think it was. 
And so I was already like, oh, I just want to have some fun and like record some great convos with these people I love and appreciate. And then I remember walking away going, for one, that was the hardest conversation I've ever had to have in my life. And two, I really um, wish that I had... I, my intention was really good going into that, like hand on heart. Yeah. But I actually wish I had like educated myself mm. way more. But it was great because that was a perfect learning opportunity for me. And so, you know, um, in 2020, um, when people were getting really vocal online, I actively decided, like, I'm going to educate myself throughout this. And I'm going to stop being ignorant because then that means I'm just a part of the problem. Yeah, Total absolutely. tangent there, by the way, for anybody yes. listening. We were not talking about that today, but yeah. you brought it up. And I was like, yeah. oh, I really want to no, speak into this. I'm like super passionate about it. Mm. And um, and yeah, it really does speak to my Libra moon and moon of the force are around my family, around my heritage, around my ancestors. And yeah, and just it's a big part of like my identity as my culture um, and my grandfather and yeah, just what we've experienced and stuff like that. So yeah, that was a bit of a... <laughs> but how do you bring okay so my question because obviously I'd love you to share like your story um based on you know how you got to where you are today um but I suppose before we even dive into that it really speaks into like how do you um still ensure that your heritage and who you are as a person lives on Especially, like, because you're living in Australia, it's 2021, like, how do you keep that vision alive? So, I think, I think it's quite hard, like, because the area that I live, like, we moved to was predominantly Caucasian. Which is... Which is... Standard, right? Yeah, so, um, there was always, like, this need, like, this inner yearning, longing... Um, for like my culture and for my family that's in New Zealand um, and how we kind of navigated that was we would visit all the time and we would have my grandparents come over um, and then I like over the years just have kind of been doing that and last year the year of manifesting I was like I want to learn Samoan language I want to learn Samoan dance I want to get more involved in my community and literally within like three months I was on Facebook and I because I had inquired about language classes but they just the resources are not over here back then um but I think with 2020 everything going online they kind of was like yeah let's let's do this so I did a um a Samoan language class and then That's I was, yeah last year and then I Are you um, good? I conversationalist yeah. but not like fluent. Oh my god, can you um, take us a word now? Oh no <laughs> Okay <laughs> <laughs> Um and then yeah so then we had to uh and then um the Samoan dance group that I actually Amazing. am a part of, um, they they opened their doors and they started their business. It was meant to start obviously early, but then when we went into lockdown and stuff, it got postponed. Um, but yeah, so they run. There's like a dance school. Like they they run it. It's like um, each term is like fifteen weeks, 
And so you learn like three dances and then they have like what we call a fear, fear night, which is like a presentation night um, after the 15 weeks. So it just showcases like what you've learned, what dances you've learned. And honestly, like since doing that, I just feel so connected to my culture and I've met, and I'm in the community, and I'm meeting beautiful, like, Pacifica women, and, like, strong women, like, our tutors, and our founders of our, like, group and stuff, and, like, what, what they've, like, created, and, like, because it's, like, a family, like, it, it takes a village, you know, like, and I just, and that's kind of how I've been keeping in connection with my culture, um, and it's just, it's beautiful, like, the friends you make, like, very, um, I have Pluto transiting my eighth, so it's very much like fated connections at the moment, and I really recognize that as well. Um, and it kind of, yeah, like it makes living in Australia a lot um, easier in terms of like being away from my grandparents and my family and that part, because, you know, like growing up, like, you know, looking not Caucasian, blonde blue eyes, it's quite, you know, like the Eurocentric norm that the beauty standards are set at. Um, I, like, living here, it kind of being connected to my, like, Pacific community, it just, yeah, it's just really enriching in my life. Um, and I just love it. Like, I just love it. It's hard, don't get me wrong. Like, it's it's learning a new skill. Oh, which it's, is so it's hard. so hard. It's emotional bandwidth. But I learned this beautiful saying. It was like, when you feel frustrated, it means learning is coming. And it just, like, when I feel frustrated, when I'm doing my dances and I'm not getting it as quickly as everyone else, or which is my perception, <laughs> which is so my perception, and, you know, my, tour, my Mercury is in Taurus, so... I like want to take it slow and I want to learn. It's and the I hardest to... Mercury place. I know. <laughs> it's like repetitive. I need to repeat it, you know? And but that's not a bad thing because once you get it, it's like literally superpower. It's like yeah. it's there. So, so yeah, so that's kind of how I navigate, like still like being um, in my culture and, and learning it. And the moon, my moon in my fourth house, I have this massive like affinity to my grandfather and my grandma and just like the lineage of my ancestors and passing that on to my children and like you know and and having that of being in Australia and not back home where it's more readily available and like the resources are there so yeah so but once again it's it's where I'm meant to be and uh, I'm just like having faith and letting it all flow so but it actually I recognize that's actually something that I'm calling in for a potential partner is to be aligned culturally to have the same to have common belief systems yeah common belief systems and just like you know similar experiences um from a cultural perspective yeah I think that's really important I've really thought about that like I don't I call myself Australian because I've been here so long and I just identify with this country so much. Um, but I've really thought about that a lot because it's so that when you grow up in New Zealand, I know it's so different. Yeah, it's like, so different. and I know I sound like a New Zealander. Anybody listening to the podcast no, as well, yeah. 
And I've really thought, like, there's, like, I think about some of the male relationships, like friendships I had when I was younger, and you've got those similarities because you get it. It's like, you know, those $3 fish and chips on a yes, Friday night, right? Yes. They're things, they're shared experiences, even if they're not lived with each other, right. you get this, this, like, mutual understanding. And I think that when you're meeting new people, especially when it comes down to partnership, yeah. Those things, you can bond over absolutely. things like that. Yeah, it's absolutely. easier. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, no, mm. definitely. Yeah, definitely. I get it. Um, and it must be really nice as well um, because one thing that you said was that it's really nice that you're feeling like you're a part of that community mm-hmm. now because it takes a village. Yeah. And I was thinking about like when you were growing up, and I've heard this on a few podcasts before and also um, – just with some like some things I've watched online too is I can only imagine what it was like for you even growing up and if especially if you don't have anyone with Samoan culture around you mm. like and you're looking to like movies and, and there's, yeah, nobody. there's nobody and I think it was like a particular girl boss episode I listened to recently which was incredible and she's um and I'll have to share it with you as well and um she's created a brand an e-com brand and she's really taken it back to her heritage and I love that because she said like when I was growing up and I was watching movies like nobody looked like me and she said it's so disheartening so then now to feel like she's creating something that is a part of her culture as a part of her brand she feels like she's able to give that to other people so that they feel less alone and I kind of loved that and I totally understand and resonate with that because as a little girl who did I love? I loved Princess Jasmine, I loved Pocahontas I loved uh, Tiana Milan, all the ethnic princesses because I I was like they, you know I, I resonated more with them like I was going more towards them because yeah there was no Moanas back then or um, any Polynesian you know anything out there like that um so but it's really beautiful that as the years have progressed it's becoming more readily available for everyone and so it should be yeah yeah oh absolutely <laughs> so it should be yeah. like it still baffles me but anyway that's a whole I know, I know. That totally just was like maybe that is another conversation to have I still love having that conversation it's something I'm really passionate about because I want to understand it more and I think it's a conversation that needs to be had and that's something I'm really passionate about even with Christy Unedited the podcast is Mm. that we have these conversations that some people are really afraid to approach and think of it always comes with positive intention and place of curiosity you can't really go wrong because we're all learning and we're not all going to get it right and that's a beautiful thing about being a human being yeah totally so good so you have been on quite a journey gorgeous lady i have oh my goodness especially the last couple of years and it's so nice to sit with you today because i feel like i've witnessed different stages of your journey and I think it's been nice to see you bloom mm-hmm. and really come into your own and to see the happiness like exude yeah. you. Like, because yeah. I know there was a time, and I, and um, for anybody listening, like we've both had adrenal fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. both worked at Sephora, not that there was really. 
Sephora that gave it to us. I think it's probably more our drive. And I was about to say, it's actually, it's our drive, it's our integrity, it's the internal ticker of validation. But I think it's just literally who we are, you know, and it's the balance of it. It's getting that balance right of serving yourself and serving others Mm, and I think with with us what happened in our roles was we were serving others more than we were serving ourselves and it was just a disservice and Mm. it was just and because we're so capable but there was no balance there was no no fun like you know that we were to recharge ourselves so we were able to serve at the level that we needed to serve yeah Totally. Well, I always say to anybody I work with or anybody that I talk to, you can't pour from an empty cup. No. But that was a perfect example of I was pouring Boy. to everyone. To everyone. <laughs> from, and there was like no fuel left in the tank. Taking the time, but also being brave enough to take mm. the time, you know? Yes, this was something that you wanted to talk about yeah. as well, being brave, which being I love brave. this. Tell us tell us a little bit about being brave. What, is, what does being brave mean to you? Being brave to me is standing in your authentic power, like standing in your power. and it's Being brave is authenticity to me. Yep. Um, obviously, with the intentions, like intentions is everything behind it, but in your power for me is I'm standing, I'm standing in my power, I'm standing in my authenticity, and my intention is this this serves my highest good and the highest good for all. And that is what being brave and being courageous means to me. It's just like, it's making the tough decisions that ultimately serve you because, you know, your happiness has to be your first priority, not somebody else's happiness. Like, because you are the longest relationship you'll ever have. So why are you putting people above yourself? Mm-hmm. And it's not even like a hierarchical thing or like, you know, like it's just more, no, this is what I need to do. I need to put me first. Um, and what is the most authentic choice here for me that with my intention serves my highest good and the highest good for all and then moving forward on that. Yeah. And at your core, you know what it is. Yeah. And it's just actually following through with that. Yeah. Why do you think that's so hard? Because I think in a society we're taught that, um, uh, I think especially for females, um, about there's guilt around looking after yourself. There's guilt around putting yourself first above family members above a relationship because you know we've been conditioned to actually serve um and I think that's why it's so hard I think there's just ingrained in us to people please and not be reliant on ourselves and Mm -hmm. being reliant on others and so when you step away from it you actually have to make a decision that serves you and and potentially you know it's not what other people want you to make that's what's really scary is actually going against the norm that you've been conditioned to to go with you know Mm. um and yeah and i i if you literally like just 
take five, close your eyes and be like, what do I want? You, your first, your absolute first thought, you know what you want. Yeah. So it's being brave to go after it. Yeah. I love that. That's such a beautiful example as well. So what are some of the steps you've taken to being brave? Because you've taken a few oh, over the last few goodness. years. <laughs> well, I mean, um, it took me 18 months to kind of that prep step um, of kind of figuring out what it was I actually wanted. Um, it, yeah, so kind of the steps was I actually read Light is the New Black, which is a book that you recommended. I actually had like three people recommend me that in the one week. And honestly, is that not the universe oh, speaking. It was just like read, read, read. And so, to anyone who's listening to this, please do yourself a favor and um, get Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. Um, and I'll link it in the show notes below for everyone as well. It just gives you so many answers, like so many exercises for you to. Um, go within and because the answers are already within us we already know it it's just been suppressed and so that book just literally you know it just I found out what my core values were um, I found out how spiritual I was um, how intuitive you're I like was. way more spiritual even than I am oh I don't know about that yeah no you are like I'm pretty <laughs> it's just it's almost like oh well Saturn return vibes right yeah. so Saturn like literally oh big big transformative milestones that just things that just fall away that don't serve and so um yeah that was one of the first steps was I read that book and I kind of was like there's got to be more to life than this. You know, there's got to be. I was holding on to what I perceived as my dream job, dream apartment, dream partner. was living in Melbourne in this beautiful apartment. And yet here I was working so many hours, like, and I just was not happy. And like, and it was just like my my happiness is like my first priority and so what what do I need to do and so like I did a lot of things before I actually made the decision to leave so I, I sorted out therapy I did um I did like a lot of healing and I I did sessions with you and I I was actively working on myself but at the end of the day the answer was still the same yeah and so it was like I can't ignore this anymore like I, I it's just not it's yeah it's just not serving me and so I made the decision to move back to Brisbane um and yeah and resign from my job and my boyfriend at the time we decided to end our relationship and like consciously uncouple um and then I moved and so yeah it was like the the steps that I took was really to figure out my core values but also I tried everything in my power to make the situation work after therapy couples therapy like clinical hypnosis like all these things like and it was just like girlfriend this is this has served a purpose and you have grown and evolved and now the next step is to go back home and 
start anew, which has then led me to Karen, who's my mentor now. It led me to morale. It led me to having a year off, you know, throughout COVID. I, I wouldn't have been able to have a year off because I was living at mum. So it was just like all these serendipitous things because I can't imagine being in Melbourne. Oh, my goodness. During imagine lockdown, in Melbourne and like, lockdown. In, in that job with that partner, like it, it just was like that would have been a shitstorm bag. Yes, exactly. And imagine, so like being brave and making that decision just led me to. Even though last year was really hard for everybody, um, it was actually one of the most transformative years, and it was actually a very big gift to me um, because I was able to have a year off and just my full time job was me, like it was literally me. So I was doing the healing programs and the astrology tutoring and um yeah it was just such a it was it was a really big gift that actually then blossomed into me um starting my own business and and thinking no that the corporate nine to five is not for me like this is what I love to do and so I throughout that whole year just kind of learnt and created and learnt and created and healed did a lot of healing um because stuff comes up when you're starting your own business and it's like imposter syndrome self-doubt and but I always come back to like we are not given these ideas for just anything you know what I mean like particular downloads and ideas that you get are so significant to you and your journey like what I get is not what you get you know like me getting a download about writing a book about a particular topic that is not what you have oh, received it's gonna you know be what I mean so different so then that's why I'm like no it's it's having that inner faith right of like I and listening to yourself of that's I've received that for a reason and and having the courage to actually follow it through and that's even like with anything like with your living situation with your relationship with your work like the you know how are you actually feeling I think we suppress it so much but it's like those 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 emotions that you're feeling is actually such a big indicator to whether you're in alignment or out of alignment are you happy or are you sad or are you angry or are you frustrated or are you just neutral mm. and so yeah that, that kind of my journey last year of creating my business I mean it was that that year of 2019 was such a preparation for me to to be home and to have that year off and then that has allowed me to yeah create something and it's the beginning you know it's it's exciting. So it's like exciting. the best time. Yeah. Like when you first start a business, you're so like, it's good because you kind of like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so you just like, you like drive off that adrenaline. Yeah. I kind of prefer it. Yeah. Like, it's like you take the leap and it's yeah. just exciting. Yeah. You want to tell the world about yeah. it. It's the best time. And then as time goes on, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in it. But it's a, still a good thing. Like I... I had a conversation with, um, oh no, actually wasn't, I've had this conversation before, but I was doing a survey and it was all on um, content creation and entrepreneurship. 
um, for one of the platforms that I um, invest in for my business. And they one of the questions towards the end was, is what do you think other content creators should know? Mm. And I said, uh, no, what do they what do they think about content creation looks like and what do you think they should know? And I wrote like, I think everybody thinks that um, a business is going to be a laptop lifestyle. Yeah. It's going to be this like walk in the park. It's it's going to be something that is um, full of freedom, which it can be. And I don't want to discredit that it can't because there's so many perks to having your own business. But in the same breath, I said, it's something that you live and breathe mm-hmm. every single day. And it mm-hmm. takes an incredibly resilient person to do it. But I then put it at the end, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. But it's still the hardest job I've ever had in the world. But I also it's the most rewarding oh, job. Absolutely. But when you're creating something that's your own, that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you get that. Oh no, I so get it because once you know when you're even like in the moment of like when you're in a reading and you're talking with a client and you're just like oh my gosh, this is what I live for, this is what I, because you're like helping them and like it's just guiding them and, and you're passing on knowledge that you're so passionate about and they're like, just like, wow, that actually resonates so much and it's just like, oh, it's just even more confirmation that you're on the right path um, and that's, yeah, it, but again, the self-doubt <laughs> and the, the imposter syndrome and just like, it's just like, oh, but there's so many other people out there. And they're so, what what do I bring to the table? Mm. But it's actually like, yeah, what do you bring? You bring yourself. You bring yourself. You bring yourself. There's only one of you, baby. Literally. And your perspective and how you present your message and how you guide people and how you speak will resonate with the particular people that need to hear it from you. Yeah, So totally. it's like, don't, don't like hold yourself back. Like just... And I'm literally talking to myself right now as I'm speaking to you because it's like it's like a loop, you know. And I think when you have like us who are have those perfectionist tendencies, it it's it analysis paralysis. But it's it's learning tools and having um, the self awareness to recognize when you're doing it, you know. Especially like I I use. Um, uh, cognitive behavioral technique um so yeah when i when i notice that i am procrastinating i write out like my feelings and what they mean and then how i feel about it and then i meditate for five minutes and then i'm good to go you know but it's having the self-awareness to do that in the moment yeah instead of reacting and it's more so responding yeah, and letting it consume you yeah. and then you're looping and then yeah. you just aren't good for anybody, including no. yourself. And that's why self-awareness is so liberating because you get to a point where you're actually observing how you're reacting mm. and you have the choice on how you want to respond and you're self-directed to actually learn a better way. Yeah. And I think that's also what astrology has given me. It's like, you know, knowing that my Mercury is in Taurus. Okay, so, yeah, I need to repeat it a few times before someone who has a Mercury in Aries, you know, and it's yeah. okay because that's actually just how I'm wired. Which is a good thing. Which is a like, great thing. It's dropping the breadcrumbs. It's yeah. just like you need to warm up to it. And yeah. then when you have, then, honey, yeah. you're going to be, like, ready for action. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
my beautiful friend Mon, her daughter Evie has, um, and Evie's just started school. She has Mercury and Taurus, mm. and like uh, it's been that it's such a gift to even share like some of those insights with Mon because oh, oh she's like because this is before like we were having these conversations. She's like she flips out and change. Mm. You gotta like warm it up. Yeah. Like so, if they're going somewhere or the schedules changed. Yeah. It's like she needs to give her like twenty four hours notice, yeah, yeah. and I was like, "That Mercury Taurus baby, it's, like, it's wild." Just wants stability, yeah, and fixated, and just. And I feel like as I've like you know learned more about myself through astrology, um, I think I'm lucky that I have the Gemini rising in the Mars. Oh, so I'm, totally. I'm more flexible, but in saying that, like I, and it's something that came up a couple of weeks ago is the you know not feeling smart enough or intelligent enough that actually stemmed from primary school and learning and I would I would see other people finishing their finish reading before me and so I think because you know a highly sensitive person like a baby and doesn't understand it's like oh well they finished before me so what does that make me but now I just know Baby Anna, you have a Mercury in Taurus. You just need to take like a five minutes more, and that's okay. And I think it's also like it's okay to pause and think before you speak. And like you know, um, I am the type of person. I mean, that Aries in me, like I do fire with the Gemini Mars. It's like, yep, yeah, I can fire, but. I actually want to think about what I have to You're say so first. Libra, like, yeah, totally. Like you are Aries, don't get me oh, wrong, but much. like your Libra, like your Libra soul, that Libra yeah. moon in the fourth, like yeah. I feel that energy yeah. from you. Hundred percent. Yeah, percent. I think I um, exuded more Aries traits, like as I like as quite young mm. um but i think it's just more of a balance like, yeah i think the ambition and the drive is there and then with my the gemini in me it's like okay i need flexibility i need i can't handle people just being like quite rigid and then that moon it's like well i'm not going to step on anybody to, to get where i want to be yeah and that's what i love about astrology is like that actually gives me so much context about myself because i'm like yeah. yeah i'm not really the typical aries that's like brash and aggressive and all that kind of stuff like yeah express negatively in situations that's absolutely happened but more so now like moving more towards yeah my chart and, and what it's you know essentially the blueprint yeah it is it is it's like a roadmap a blueprint to who you are and i think it gives you a language of understanding. Mm. Like as Shani Nichols always says, it's like radical self-acceptance. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, honey. Yeah, literally. And it's like if somebody listening doesn't understand astrology or understand their natal chart or you might have just dipped your toes in the water with it, I think it's like it sometimes can feel so overwhelming. Mm. And it's like, I think that's why some people do bypass it because it's like, well, where do I begin? But it's like anything, right? Yeah. I always say it's like learning a new language. Yeah. It's not like you can like pick up your chart and know every single aspect. Like I learn something new about either a client or a friend or even myself mm. every single day. Like it would be like if you learn a language, like you'd oh, be picking up like mannerisms or like how people, it's like pronunciation, things yeah. like that. Astrology is the same. Yeah, totally. Totally. Mm. So, yeah. And I love like what you highlighted as well, that it's like you have to trust yourself 
like you're gonna always have these moments I think we all do it doesn't matter how much we up level whether it's like we hit a new milestone in our business or we you know we get to this new place of acceptance in our life we're still gonna have like in the back of our mind and or in our subconscious there's still gonna be that like inner that self-critic right that's still hanging around and it's like you can just learn to turn the volume down on it and just trust yourself more and back yourself more but it's always going to happen oh always and it it comes down to self-awareness and self-protection like what am i moving in am i am i is this me being just self-protective or am i aware Mm. of what i'm doing and how i want to feel and yeah discerning between the two Mm. Mm. yeah yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, and just trusting, because it's like, is it? Is this just my ego trying to keep me safe? Which is nine times out of ten. That's that brain's job. Yeah, like, totally. But we want, we want safety, comfort, yeah. security. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Having that self-awareness to be like, no, actually, at my core, this is what I want. Yeah. This is what I am aiming yeah. for and going for it. And I love that you highlighted that just then and going for yeah. it. Like, I think so many people know either they, mm-hmm. they, they feel that whisper or they, or sorry, they hear that whisper or they know what the, where the inner compass is trying to guide them or, as you mentioned before, like closing your eyes and just asking what you want. I think so many people have the answer, but then it takes courage and yes. bravery to act on that yeah. and actually start to put the wheels in motion. Yeah, and just do it. Yeah. Because, yeah, it, it, it's so, I think it is so hard because I actually didn't realize what I did was brave until a lot of people oh. were like, oh my God, that was so courageous. And I'm like, really? I'm just, I'm just looking out for me. Like I'm just, this is my, my, my happiness is my number one priority. And so when they're like, I don't know, that was really brave what you just did. I'm like, I sat back and reflected. I was like, whoa, like, yeah, actually. Like, kudos to me. Like, I, yeah, because like you said, like, you, you can know it, but people, do they really follow it through? Uh, no. No. And this is when <laughs> it's like, if you are not following it through when it first pops up, the universe is going to create a situation where you have to do it regardless. You know, it's like it just prolonging the situation. Just prolonging the situation, mm. and um, yeah, it, I I just kind of think everything is an experience. So, it you know, what if it it doesn't turn out how you want it to be? Then it was never meant to be. Yeah, yeah. But it led you to certain people. It led you to certain experiences. That led to certain clarity. That led to certain healing, and that is why you're meant to do what you're meant to do. Mm. But it's being brave enough to actually take the leap of faith and just surrender. Um, because I just think, yeah, everything, you, you gain experience and you gain clarity. Mm. Um, I was only diving back into Own Your Magic yesterday because I had to pull some content from there, um, which is my online course. And I was going through a section which was all about letting go. Mm. And the letting go of the expectations we have on ourselves and also others. But when you were sharing that, I was thinking of one of the affirmations I'd highlighted in that particular section. Whereas if the door doesn't open, it's not your door. Yeah. 
And I was like, I just sat with that yesterday and I was like, yeah, like, I think sometimes as human beings, we make things 10 times harder than they yeah, need to be. It's like, um, as you shared before, like it took you a couple of years to really make some bold decisions and you were doing all these things, but you kept getting the same okay, answer. I'm the same. Yeah, There's been so many yeah. times. I'm like, I'm a little bit slower to learn than say this um, new generation that are coming through. Like I think of my satin return and how shit that was. And then my satin hit at 35, how shit that was. It wasn't as bad as my satin return, but I'm like, these kids today get this really like shitty 21 year old hit. I didn't even feel 21. Yeah. Cause I was just so unconscious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I mean, my satin return was just, I got three hits of satin because mm. he retrograded and then, it, yeah, it was, but. It's wild. It's wild. It, I, he showed me the hard reality, that's for sure, um, but such a blessing, you know, yeah. such a blessing. Like, Will that mean your next satin return at... Um, 56 will you get those three um I don't know it just depends on when he retrogrades yeah Um, because everything's cyclic so I'm like I wonder if that will but also I kind of think like right around my set return what fell away my job my partner my I moved into state it was like your identity my identity and I actually when I moved home I felt very lost and, and I'm like, I felt, I don't feel like me. And Karen was like, yeah, because the things that you, that labeled you and that you put value in of your identity is gone. So who are you? Yeah, who are you who without are you? all of us? Yeah. And so last year was like, I need to remember who I am. And then came my intuition heightened. My, you know, relationship with the universe is just tenfold. Like I powerful manifester and just a high moving to the high priestess and like it so yeah from that sent return I got all these beautiful like fated connections and just the the results of my hard work in a very satin word um and so I kind of think holy heck what is if because you know around 56 if you haven't learned what Saturn was trying to teach you at 30 mate it's coming it, it literally strips you at 56 that's why a lot of people get divorced you know like a lot of midlife people, crisis midlife crisis you know that's prior that's after your Chiron return at 40 um so it's kind of like I, I'm like I feel like I went with the flow with my Saturn return like even though it took me 18 months of like kind of understanding and got you know trying to do everything to stay I at the end I just surrendered and so I'm actually quite excited like around I'm like oh what's gonna happen at 56 you know like it's yeah because I'm glad you're excited because I'm like wow like I feel like I really fell into it like it course corrected me to my business you became the person that you were always meant to become yes and I feel like I didn't resist, like, because at the end of the day, I did move and I did, you know, break up with it after a five-year relationship and I love who that I thought that. that he was the one. And, you know, like, yeah. I did do all these really big, brave steps. And so I'm like, wow, like, I feel like everything that was meant to shed 
shed around 30. Um, and so, yeah, around 56, I'm like, hmm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what is actually going to become of that. Mm. Because, yeah, if, if you haven't, um, you know, done or course corrected from that, it literally strips mm. around that age. Yeah, totally. Have you ever wondered what your life would look like if you owned your magic? What possibilities could you create? Well, if you're ready to start your own transformation, there's a number of ways we can work together, whether you're looking for a power hour, an astro strategy, or a three-month journey. My vision for you is to help you master confidence, gain clarity, and transform your world. Speaking of worlds, how do I do this with you in mind? I blend the ancient wisdom of astrology with philosophy and anchor it in psychology. When these worlds collide, you own your magic. If you're ready, send me a message as I'd love to learn more about how I can best support you. I have Chiron conjuncting mm. my moon mm. for like the next eight years as we're probably like a couple of years in and yes. I'm like, oh, mate. All this like wounding and healing, wounding, and healing, healing emotionally. Like, yeah. So it's not just like the Saturn coming around and activating my natal chart. Yeah. I've had a few that that happening, but it's been good. It's been really cathartic because there's been so much happening in my personal life with yeah. my family. But it's like, yeah, we have these times in our life, and I think of like even if I think of like Chiron conjuncting my moon. Once that passes, I'm never going to get that ever again. So it's like whether it's your Saturn return mm. or whatever activation that you're getting, yeah. like if you use that to your advantage, Absolutely. like imagine the person that you can step into and become. Yeah. And, and I'm once again really thankful because, you know, a lot of people don't really step into their purpose until they're 40. Yeah. But I'm 30. Oh, thanks. And I'm, you know, like I made that decision and I'm like doing this and I, and I'm, I have path and now that's not to say that this path is going to be the same path because once again I've got book ideas I've got this I've got that like and it's it's been open to it but shedding away that ideal of in order to make money I need to have a nine-to-five job yeah I need to have security I need to work for a company and my value is put on my salary figure and you know earning six figures or whatever you know like it's yeah. just like there's so much more to life there's yeah. so much more to life and I think that's what Saturn because it's like I can earn that and I can do what I love what I want to earn more money and work less hours and that you can totally do you can totally do yeah and I think yeah like that ideal just totally dissolved away after 2020 yeah yeah you're in such a beautiful space right now, babes. Yeah, very, I feel very calm mm. and just, yeah, like I'm just very grateful, like just the gratitude of the dark times because without the dark, you have no, you know, the light isn't able to come through. And so, you know, getting as low as you do, you gain clarity and then you move forward and then you're able to respond and not react. Mm. And that's, that's where I'm kind of at. It's like I'm really at this, like, observation kind of point. Yeah, beautiful. Like, yeah, no, I don't need to. I, I'm like, oh, why do I feel like that? 
okay, yeah, I feel like that. Uh, this is the reason why, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. And then just let it go. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm feeling like in a really great place in terms of, like, where I'm at emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, culturally. Yeah, which I love. You know, like, everything. It's like that cultural just, piece yeah. is, like, the cherry on top yeah, of everything. Literally, yeah, no, really good. It's, like, it's definitely been an act of not only trusting yourself, but also a surrender to all of it. I know. And just letting go of all the narratives yeah. that... Unlearning. Yeah. Unlearning, reparenting, um, <laughs> and healing. Yeah. You know, like the big, the, the holy trinity right there. It's just like, but it's... It's a part of the journey. It's part of the journey. It's part of my journey, part of your journey. I think, you know, people who are in this industry, it's, we're definitely light workers here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah totally I remember having a conversation with somebody once and they are in the coaching industry and it wasn't on the podcast it was just a conversation and I was sharing my passion for what I do and I was like um, I can't even remember what they had said to me but I pretty much had responded with, I live and breathe this. Mm -hmm. Like I said, there's nothing more rewarding to me than when I know that that person that I'm with is having a light bulb moment that will be the catalyst for so many more to come. And it's not even about me. It's just I was the catalyst for that, um, you know, for that interaction to occur. Like I just kind of like, it's like when you have a, like um, dominoes, right? You just, like, yeah, nudge that literally. first one. Yeah. And I will never forget that person was like, oh, <laughs> I don't think that. They're like, I don't really want to live and breathe that. They're like, yeah, maybe I feel like that up until I have kids one day or something. It was quite flippant. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I just remember thinking, oh, shit, like, I actually live and breathe what I do. Like, when you're really passionate about yeah. something, it's just a part of, it's almost like a, it's a part of you. And, like, I, I think of, like, I just love what I do. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, yeah, not everybody, even if they're in the personal development yeah. space, they don't maybe necessarily love it the same way that we do. Yeah. It's okay too. But it was just like that was that moment where I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Especially when it's, like, innate in you, you know? Like, it's just, like, it, yeah, it, it's literally in your soul <laughs> to, to do what we do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, Okay, yeah, cool. That's maybe a means to an end for somebody else. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing my purpose work, babes. Like yeah, this is exactly. my north my north node north starship. Yeah. Like, you know, everything put together. But yeah, it's just it's a part of the part of the journey, as you could say. Yeah. Um, but I was wondering, like, because we've obviously been speaking so much about your journey, but what do you actually do? Like, oh, yeah. how do you merge all your beautiful gifts together? Because you, you you did share a really great point before, which was about, like, you and I love astrology. We deliver it probably in really different ways because we're both so unique, but that's what I love. Yeah. It's because people are going to, like, jam with you, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, you're yeah. such a vibe. And yeah. the same with me. Yeah. Right, and this is the beautiful thing about it. And you have a completely like unique skill set, and I just love what you're doing with it. So, can you share with everybody like what that actually is? Yeah, so I um I do astrology readings around birth charts, um, and more so go really deep into like your why. So, like 
the psychodynamic psychoanalysis part of it that is what I love because that is essentially what has helped me in my self-awareness journey and how liberating it was to understand you know my Mercury and Taurus and my Mars and Gemini and all that kind of stuff so essentially I um like delineate your birth chart so we get a snapshot of the sky when you first took your breath earth side and then I kind of um yeah like go over it and just review and then kind of create a synthesis of like the planets all merging together and those particular like shapes that they make in your chart and how that essentially you know could be how it could be showing up how it might not be showing up I've had readings where I've said you know this could let me know if you resonate with this but this is essentially something blah 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 and she was like I have never been able to put into words what you just said. Oh my god. Because she comes across, she exerts herself as an extrovert, but she's actually such an introvert. And she's like, no, people don't understand when I say I'm an introvert because they see me and I'm so like there. Um, but it, yeah, so that's essentially what I do. So, like, just learning more about yourself um, to create that context about your why and why you do the things you do. Um, and then we kind of go over the transits of like, you know, the planetaries are moving as we speak. And so where is that activating in your chart? So what kind of things do you have for the year? Um, but yeah, my kind of specialty is really understanding you at your core and what you're here to do. Yeah, beautiful base. You know, kind of steer you along that path so you're more in alignment of where you're meant to be um, and just help you guide, help, help guide you along those ways, you know, of, and then that's when like the holistic counseling comes Yeah, because that was my next yes, question yes. for you, because you have like, I, it's not like you're just, like, I don't think anyone just does astrology. Like, you'd have to have no. some other gifts. Absolutely. Like, you need to know human behaviour, yep. people, whether it's from a psychology perspective or a counselling perspective. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you have all these other beautiful gifts as well. Yep. And when you put them all together, it creates this really unique experience. Yeah, just, like, cultivate it all and just amalgamate it into, like, the service of, like, holistic counselling. So, you know, like, love modern medicine. And I think it definitely has a place, but it's very reactive. So it's like, how can we be more proactive? And so the holistic counselling kind of gives you avenues of like, you know, journaling, meditating, um, other modalities like kinesiology, Reiki, like crystal healing, you know, like ah, all of the good stuff, you know. And that's kind of, I just kind of help guide you into, first of all, counselling, like first and foremost, um, and then, yeah, let's see where, where that, what kind of more resonates with you. Um, and, yeah, so that's where, like, the holistic counselling comes into it. And I also do tarot readings as well. So, you know, tapping in, channeling, connecting. Um, they're both, astrology and tarot are both tools for self-awareness. It's just different readings. It's know? like, pick your path, baby girl. Literally. Yeah. And, and, you know, like... In astrology, you have archetypes, and in tarot, you have archetypes, and there's actually cards that are associated with astrology and stuff like that. And um, but then essentially, you know, when you get to a certain level, 
like cards have different meanings for you, like what you pick up on it. So like what if what I would pick up on a high priestess, you might pick up something completely different, but that message, you have to have faith that that message is meant for that person. Um, so that's essentially, again, counseling as well. Like when I do my tarot readings, you know, if the high priestess comes up, it's like, you know at your core what you're meant to do. So, you know, your inner knowing, your inner guidance system is that, like, you know, it's guiding you along the path of, path of least resistance. So why are you resisting? Mm-hmm. You know, especially if it's like next to like the emperor or, you know, like the fool. So the fool is all about new beginnings. So it's like, you are so close to your new beginning that you're wanting. You just need to trust yourself. Yeah, beautiful. And so, yeah, so then it's, it's it, the, the holistic counseling comes into that as well. Because, you know, when people come to you, they're, they're seeking answers. They're seeking um, new perspectives. And I think that especially, um, like I think of when people come to work with me, it's always when they're going through a transition. Absolutely. And we're always going through transitions. I think a lot of us do that on a daily basis, we go, yeah. especially when we're in the, the self-exploration game yeah. or self-development game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're looking for validation or ideas or exactly. support. And so, Confirmation. Yeah. They just, uh, you know, they want to confirm what they're feeling. And nine times out of ten they're on it yeah. but they just need that push or that yeah. little nudge um, and that's essentially what my services offer it's oh, just I that, just adore that I'm so glad you're doing it like yeah. for anyone that's been listening to this episode like you just have such a beautiful presence oh, and so I can only imagine like what that would be like like with somebody that wants to come and work with you like oh they get a bit of vibe, but they also get like this unwavering support yes, and empathy. Absolutely. It was so funny. I had somebody ask, oh, so what does a reading entail? And I like went into it and I went this and they're like, oh, I can see why you do this. Like you just literally light up and I'm like, I could feel it, you know, like and it's, and that's why I left Melbourne. That's why I realized my job wasn't serving me, my partner was not serving you know our relationship was not serving like I when I have those moments I'm like oh it just makes sense yeah so because I don't think I could have got to the level that I'm at now if it was down there yeah it would have been way it'd probably be at 56 right at my next Saturn return totally so for anybody listening to this episode and they might find themselves in a place similar to that you were, mm-hmm. where they their circumstances weren't necessarily what they wanted, but they were maybe feeling like they didn't have enough courage to cultivate, to take that leap. What advice would you give to them? I think the advice is, it's quite a woo-woo, kind of very spiritual. It's like, it is your divine birthright to be happy, to have abundance, and to have it all. And so do you feel all those three things in your current situation? It's plain and simple, yes or no. And if it's a no, then you have to have faith that the universe wants you to succeed. It wants you to do all the things. It's just you need to get into a vibrational alignment to achieve those things so is your current situation allowing you to get in alignment with what you want yes or no and then that is your answer and it's just being brave enough but knowing that you have the support from the universe 
um, and the faith that what will be will be and it is what it is and if it doesn't turn out how you're meant to look at all the experiences you've gained look at the clarity that you've gained you know look at the healing that you've achieved um it's not all in vain and so it, it's hard when you're in that situation and you don't want to let go but you ask yourself does this serve where I want to be? Am I able to get to where I want to be in this current environment with the current people surrounding me and the job that I'm doing? And if it's yes or no, that's your answer. Mm. And I, I kind of feel like if you're already asking the question, you know the answer. Because you wouldn't be seeking it if you, did, if, if you were in alignment with everything. And, you know, it's not like you have to... Be like me and like just be like, yep, I'm going to leave that, I'm going to leave that, I'm going to leave that, and I'm going to go. It took me 18 months to get here, you know, so it's like baby steps. You don't need to do it all like yesterday, um, but you have to figure out what your core values are and are you in alignment with them? Are the people that you surround yourself, are they in alignment with those core values? And then be brave enough to step away from that and move towards more your, your core values and your north star of what you want to do. Yeah, I love that. That's such beautiful advice and perspective, and that's your mic drop moment for today, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so where can people find you? Yeah, where so do you hang out the most? Um, so I hang out the most on Instagram and Facebook. So I have a Facebook group. Um, my business is called Aligned with Anna. Um, and then same handle for Instagram as well, aligned with Anna. Um, I am going to start a YouTube channel as well as TikTok. Um, and yeah, essentially I have a, if you just type me up in Google, you'll be able to see my booking page. I have a landing page um, for all my services for my astrology and my tarot readings. Um, yeah, so Instagram and Facebook and landing page amazing and we'll link everything in the show notes below so yes. people can easily find you absolutely and last but not least is my last question for you is what is an epically small moment that you've experienced lately hmm. i think um it was when i decided to stand in my power and um, not people please and I decided that um, I wanted to stick with my current working situation I wasn't going to take on any more hours um, and from that uh, because you know I, I just automatically wanted to say, yes, 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 I'll take more hours. But then I thought about it and I'm like, no, that actually doesn't serve me. That doesn't serve, it takes away time from my business and, my, and I'm trying to grow my business. And so I think me standing in that authenticity um, was such a big monumental moment for me. But the epically small moment was literally 24 hours I got this idea to write a book and I and I think wow because I let go I surrendered I didn't do what I didn't want to do like I literally was I took the authentic choice what actually came in that space that essentially would have been taken up 
with those hours at work now is like dedicated to to pursuing this book idea so I think that was just like whoa that, that was so amazing like I literally held space for myself in the next space instead of filling it up with what I was you know going to with like more hours at work no now it actually opens up so many opportunities to pursue this idea of my book so that's that's the epically small because it was literally within 24 hours and I'm like oh my gosh I've just been I've just received this gift like this I channeled like got this download about this book idea um and I just wonder if it would have happened you know I think because I was ready to receive because I literally stood my ground and was like, no, that doesn't serve me. This serves me. Okay, she's ready. And then I got that. I got that message. So let go. Let go and surrender and have faith. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.